A victorious vocabulary. Did you know that God has equipped us as human beings here on the earth with a tongue that has the power, authority, and ability to produce life or the power to produce death? Yep, the Bible teaches us that we must think before we speak, because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Think before you speak because your words give shape, form, and substance to the thoughts and intents of the heart, and thus they manifest into what has been spoken. I'll never forget one of the late great entertainment icons of all times, the king of pop, Michael Jackson. He decided to hold a press conference to announce his final tour and impending retirement from the music industry. The theme of his final tour was, this is it. This is it. I vividly remember Michael Jackson standing behind the podium at that press conference repeatedly and emphatically telling the reporters, this is it. This is it. And guess what? Lord and behold, not many days after that, it really was it because he died before he could even start the tour. I'm not saying that's the sole reason why MJ died, but I am saying maybe we need to be more careful about what we wish for because we just might get it. Today's text message from God, Proverbs chapter 18, verses 20 and 21, is believed to have been written by another king, King Solomon. He said that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it eat the fruit thereof. This proverb admonishes us to expand our vocabulary. Instead of speaking doom and gloom, death, defeat, and destruction, let's learn how to speak with a vocabulary of victory. I think some of us stop our own progress, block our own blessings, hinder our own hopes, curse our own kids, ruin our own reputation because we're using the wrong vocabulary words. When Zechariah found out that the angel Gabriel would tell him that he and his wife Elizabeth would give birth to a son in their old age, he started speaking with so much doubt and negativity that God had to silence him and temporarily take away his ability to speak so that he wouldn't talk himself out of his own blessing. And then there would have been no John the Baptist to serve as the forerunner for Jesus the Christ. That reminds me of what my elementary school teachers used to say to us. If you don't have anything good to say, then don't say anything at all. God didn't allow Zechariah to speak again until eight days after the child was born. And it was time for him to name the child. So if you want to develop a victorious vocabulary, here's some advice. First of all, learn how to speak the word of God. Just in case you didn't know, there's power in the word. We believe this whole universe was created because God spoke a word into the atmosphere. And when he spoke it into the atmosphere, whatever he spoke, that's what came to pass. In Genesis 1 and 3, God said, let there be light. The Bible says there was light. You see, I don't care how dark things may be in your life right now. When you speak the word, your situation has to change one way or another. John 1 and 1 states in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. 
This indicates that Jesus the Christ, the anointed one, and his anointing, the Messiah, the son of the living God, he is the word, the eternal Logos. When we speak the word, we are actually including God into the equation. You know, some people actually try to solve their problems in life without adding God into the equation. I've learned that God plus anything always equals God over everything. If our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what can stand against? The Lord himself put it this way in Isaiah 55 and 11, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Do you know that when you speak the word, God watches over his word to perform it? You do know that when you speak the word, God's word is already settled in heaven. The second bit of advice that I would share with my loyal listeners is to learn how to speak life. The scriptures teach us in the third chapter of Genesis that God gave mankind the authority in the garden of Eden to speak life. In Genesis chapter two, God gave man authority to speak over the animal kingdom and to name them and whatever he called them, that was their name. God also gave Adam the authority to speak over his wife in Genesis chapter two, verse 23. And when he took one good look at her beauty, he called her whoa man. Unfortunately, nowadays, some men are calling women everything but a child of God. And sadly, many of the women are answering the call. I was always taught that it's not what people call you that matters. It's what you choose to answer to that makes the difference. I choose to speak life over my situation, over my life, over my family. Maybe you should do the same thing starting today. Change your vocabulary and speak life over your children, over your grandchildren, over your coworkers, your neighbors, the neighborhood. Speak life over the people in your own community, the folk in your church, our world situations, personal turmoil, new opportunities to serve. Speak life over everything and everyone. Don't give Satan the satisfaction of speaking death over yourself or even to speak nothing at all is a dangerous thing. Proactively change your vocabulary or activate your victorious vocabulary to reflect the language that God intended for you to speak from the beginning of time. Thanks for tuning in to today's season finale of the Rhema Word podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michael T. Scott Sr., reminding you to go with God.